My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And today, we're getting a little jump start, shall we say, <laughs> on the spooky fall season and cooling down the hot summer weather with chills up our spine by watching horror! Horror! <laughs> pretty pumped about this um half of us are less pumped about horror guess who yeah it'll be real difficult one to figure out um so we all you know watched some horror stuff and wanted to share with y'all I'll back up to how this even came to be, because some people might be kind of puzzled why we're talking about this not in October, <laughs> since that's the Western way to talk about spooky things in the fall. Um, so I was watching Master in the House the other day, and there was a moment where they came on a set and it was really creepy, like the way the stage had been set up. And they were like, man, this this just reminds me of like summer. This is just very summer. I was like, what are they talking about? Like, it didn't make any sense to me that they were. And the way the entire cast was like, yeah, they were all agreeing that summer was like the time for spooky things, the way they talked about it. And I was like, is this a thing? So <laughs> when we were video chatting for one of our recordings for our podcast, I brought it up because I was curious. We all hadn't really heard of that before, but we Googled a little and we figured out, sure enough, like culturally speaking, just the way the rise of horror movies has been in South Korea for many, many years. They've seen it as a summer thing. Like, it, that's just the trend that it does with their season. So mm. for them, it's a very common thing to a chilling show or movie. They see that as a, you know, of course you could watch, even for us, you could watch a horror-related thing any time of the year. But for them, it's kind of related to summertime for some reason. For a while. Like, when I was looking up articles and things, like, I'm seeing articles from, like, 2003, 2004. The one that they talked about, um, Tale of Two Sisters, which apparently the first version of this movie was made in, like, 1923 or something. Like, yeah, it's based there's on been a six folklore. versions. Like, oh. it's, yeah, it's a, it, it sounds creepy. I yeah. don't think I want to watch any of the six versions, but, you <laughs> Oh, know. I can tell you about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all six, because, like, I feel no. like that would be kind of a neat thing to, like. I don't know. It might not the be the 1923 neat, version or whatever. Same version over and over. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's also a, so. an American version as well, so. Oh, okay. Even um, when I was googling it and looking it up even like the korean cultural center of canada holds like a summer horror fight like they show films and stuff and they pick horror films in the summer like because that's what we do we show horror films in the summer <laughs> so i was like oh okay just like, looks very enamored like, at this concept. i just korea Someone sponsor a visa for me, please. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> Put me in Korea where I can do props and watch horror films. You know, you were saying, like, comparing it to um, 
like October and Halloween and stuff for us. One of the articles that I found was about like one of the big malls did like a poor labyrinth and it, it made billions of dollars. It was like and that summer, it was like the Disneyland to go to. You know how we will have those, like the haunted house or the like creepy corn maze or whatever. And it's like, that was the main attraction for like one of those big billion dollar malls in Korea was this one summer was they made a big haunted house thing. And Perfect. you could like, when you went through, they said you went through and it's all creepy and you know horrible and then when you come out the other side you get to watch on big screens all the other people going through <laughs> yes. so like great. okay that would amazing. be amazing <laughs> yeah i would just go and watch the big screen like oh, that yeah, totally. yeah yeah that would be enough for me i'd be like i'll meet you on the other side i'll i'll watch you come through that's that's good i'm good so i did do some like research cuz i really wanted to like figure out when exactly it kind of started, and a lot of the articles that I found pointed to 1998 with Whispering Corridor, a movie that came mm-hmm. out as kind of the first official, like, spur of it, because it's definitely mostly tied with, like, the blockbusters that you're going to see in the movie theaters, um, but there were two events before that that happened kind of in the film industry that, like, everybody kind of points to as maybe possibly, like, kind of, like, facilitating this kind of rise of doing horror. One of them is that the government restrictions on films and like what they can do were lessened. So they got a lot of like more freedom in what they can do. And then um, the financial crisis that happened early nineties in Korea, I don't know that year. It allowed freedom for filmmakers to really kind of do whatever they wanted to do and still get an audience without it being like a huge blockbuster. So they didn't have to like devote a lot of like money and resources into it, which then meant that it also got like a lot of like more creative control into like what types of films they were producing. So like those two combined kind of like shifted into like what Korea is doing right now in terms of like horror films. Hmm. Which of course, like 98 really wasn't that long ago. We definitely learned something when we came when we yeah. even came up with the concept of doing this episode because we were unaware that this was a seasonal thought that they had because it's tied to those blockbusters and stuff. But I am down to clown with this seasonal tradition. It has been it. the wow. best thing that I've ever could have done. I, like I have been <laughs> enjoying myself. Oh my immensely. gosh! Every night I'm like, I actually want to watch something right now, and it's just like nonstop horror. I'm sure my neighbors hate me because <laughs> <Like, laughs> I like watch it anytime because horror doesn't do anything to me no. fright wise. Can watch same, it anytime, same. any day. It could be thundering and lightning outside. Nope, I can just. Any time is a good time for horror for me. Whereas I very purposely was like, oh, it's daytime. I better get some of my watching in. (laughs) And I did not watch anything extra for this. I partially because I've been sick and I've, I mean, I spent a week of not watching anything in bed. So not the sick, just Sick. <laughs> no, don't worry. Not that horror uh, sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sick, not the sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, because I no time is good time for horror for me. I will have nightmares. It doesn't matter if I watch it in the morning. It doesn't matter if I watch it at night. I made the mistake of starting Master's Son at night and like 
five minutes in went, nope, had to turn it off and start it back up the next morning because I was like, I heard so many good things about it. Oh, ghosts and jump scares right off the bat. And I was like, nope, wasn't expecting that. Okay, bye. See ya. There's nothing like a good jump scare to get you okay. hot pounding. So here's you know? the thing. Jump scares don't do anything for me. So that's why I don't particularly like movies that only focus on jump yeah. scares since they won't do anything for me i i won't ever get that sensation that other everybody else gets yeah, i so enjoy even, them you won't even like, do that in person like that's that's no. a funny thing here's like a prime example okay literally i finished a like a drama a horror drama it was like past midnight pitch dark in here and my alarm went off like my alarm that's doing weird stuff in my apartment, I don't know what alarm it is. Literally, the show went off, it went off, and I was like, huh. <laughs> I was just more annoyed because it was hurting my ears. <laughs> See, and I'd rather, jump scares I can deal with better, like they make me kind of like laugh afterwards. It's like, oh, yeah. well, okay. I'm a little bit more okay with like supernatural horror because to me it's fake. Train to Busan is fine because I'm not actually worried about zombies. Like, that's not a thing I worry about in my real life. But, like, <laughs> serial killers, that's, you know, a thing in the world. So, like, it stresses me out. So I just try not to go there. Yeah, see, for me, that specific serial killer is not a thing in the world, so I don't care. Yeah, see? same. You literally have to, like, be a documentary and tell me <laughs> that the serial killer is in my area and still loose and doing stuff before I get scared. Even that, I'm like, well, if I go, I go. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if it's going to target me. Well, but the, I'll lock the doors. The yeah. tell you won't even freaking lock the door. <laughs> I, okay, after the incident. It shouldn't have taken the incident, okay? <laughs> I have locked my doors, except that, um, Full disclosure, I forgot to close and lock my office sliding door, and it's been open for three days. But it's okay, I don't have any stuff, because it's all packed and in storage, so... Yeah. I don't care about the stuff, it's more like your person. <laughs> your movie. They have to find my house first. <laughs> Whereas, okay, I don't think I'm necessarily a jumpy person, per se... But jump scares, they get me, for sure. And that's kind of also why I'm not allowed in haunted house type situations, because yeah. if I get spooked, I will probably punch somebody. Not purposefully, <laughs> it's just what happens. See, I'm who you want to go into a haunted house with. Like, yeah. unless it's, like, really boring for me, and then I'll, like, start to, like, mess with people. Um <laughs> Or if I really don't like you, maybe I'll, like, make friends with all the actors. Because, like, the actors can figure out who's scared in the group and who's not. Yeah. And when you're not the, the person who's the scared one in the group, you can do a lot to your friends. So, there's that. Oh, but I'm also, like, the person, like, going with you. Well, like, <laughs> if I like you, then you could just, like, literally hang on me and I'd be fine. And I'd never jump. So you never have, like, an additional jump from me, like, yeah. to, like, trigger an emotion. Like, I'd just be like, yeah, let's go. Okay. Literally, okay, cool. me going through a haunted house, if it's a good haunted house, like, if it's a cheesy, funny one, I, okay, I'm, I'm fine. I'll be fine, right? I'm not, like, that lame. But, like, if it's an actual good haunted house, yeah, I'm going to be, like... I'm walking behind Jessie, holding onto her shirt with my face, my eyes closed and my face buried in her, <laughs> just like, I'm not, because I could hear the sounds and the sounds aren't going to, but something visually, mm -hmm. the visuals will 
I'll have nightmares for weeks, and it's just I'm, not worth it. I'm, I like I'm my sort sleep. Of a, I'm sort of, have you, if you've ever seen the EXO Showtime where they have to go through the haunted house, I'm I'm the Chen of the group, where he'll be like, oh, oh, hello, oh. thank you for your hard work. Oh. <laughs> thank you. You're working very hard, ghost actress. Have a nice night. <laughs> I just love haunted stuff. I love it so much. This is like Halloween. my favorite topic that we can do. <laughs> Big fan. Big and I mean, fan. Asian horror is the creepiest horror. It's the best horror. Like, it, it really is it horrific. Works really. <laughs> They're not afraid to, like, go all out. Yeah, I think, it, like, it really helps, like, especially with me for, like, it being, like, a kind of more psychological thriller. And mm-hmm. it you know Asian horror tends to do that because the western horror definitely relies on gore and like Mm. jumpy stuff more than and not everything but like Asian horror definitely like kind of focuses more on like lore and then the like atmosphere that's happening um and the like kind of like the unknown but also like what's going on and you're trying to figure out things along with the 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 character and there's so there's that you know like it it naturally tries to get you more heightened in a kind of like a like a better way than just like a hey I'm saw and I'm gonna chop off an arm cool <laughs> like oh yeah, that's gross those, those things but, never like there, I was actually at a horror movie once and it was just so disgustingly gory and misogynistic that I literally just was like I know I paid 15 bucks for this but I'm out yeah it like, just doesn't make any sense like I can handle gore but you have to like it has to be presented in a way that actually works for the story yeah and you can pick up when they're just trying to gross you out or just trying to scare Mm. you in general i'm going to figure that out and i'm going to resent your movie for that too yeah it's like Like, it's like if you think about about a movie like the thing that has gore in it but it was like Mm -hmm. for a purpose Mm -hmm. and really Mm -hmm. well done but then sometimes they're just like yeah let's just like disembowel this female character for absolutely no reason than to just watch her suffer and you're just like oh please like yeah tired like move on (laughs) boring I like when gore is used for the comedy aspect like I like sort of if I'm gonna watch something horror I like the the funny horror so like when we did that Thai one the oh my ghost Mm -hmm. or whatever it was called where there were some jump scares to it but like Mm -hmm. It was mostly just silly, right? And I, I can watch that. Or, like, Western-wise, like, stuff like um, Simon Pegg, his, like, hot fuzz or yeah. the, the zombie stuff. You know, where there's kind of horrible things going on, but, like, They're funny, funny, too. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, you know, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay. See, with those, I feel like they're really good movies that you watch with a group. Like, you can yeah. have fun with them. I don't necessarily like comedy but if it's like snarky comedy and it knows it's the comedy like it knows itself and it knows what it's doing and it's purposely doing it I like will appreciate that so how are we gonna approach what we watched well do you want me to talk a little bit about Tale of Two Sisters sure go for it I only say this because uh it does have like a significant point in Korean horror the Tale of Two Sisters, the 2003 version, it stars In Soo Young, who was the lead in Search WWW, and then Moon Gun Young, who was just in uh, Catch the Ghost. She was the female mm-hmm. lead. It also stars Yum Jung An, who, who was uh, in Mirror Witch. 
she was one of the shamans and she was also in Sky Castle. But essentially the the premise of the the movie is that the older sister has just been released from a mental institution and she's been released and she's with her younger sister and her father and going back to the house. And the father has remarried to this woman. There's tension between the girls and this evil stepmother. The movie is very atmospheric. There's a lot of quiet stuff, but there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of twists and turns in this. This is like a big movie for like just things just happening. So find the <laughs> find the movie, watch it. Don't Google it because there will be spoilers. And it I think it does a really great job of like doing stuff that like is kind of like the the tropey things to fool you to fit mm-hmm. like be like oh you're gonna figure out this one thing but like that's not actually the actual big reveal. The reason why it's so big is that it became the highest grossing uh, horror film in Korea and it's still to this day the highest uh, grossing one. It is also the first horror film to be released in the U.S. Korean. So, like, it has a remake, but, like, its actual, like, Korean version was released here in the United States. The Uninvited is the the Mm. English remake. I'm pretty sure it's, like, very close to the premise of it, but I don't think it does as well as the Korean one does. Like, obviously, like, I mean, remakes never go well Mm -hmm. just watch the subs there's not a lot of talking in this (laughs) (laughs) when you're talking about an asian film that's based on folklore of the culture some of those things might not translate the same way i felt like it did really well it keeps you guessing but it also was just like a lot of fun for me and then also like was really nice creating kind of the atmosphere especially like in the house and the creepiness of the house and the creepiness of like kind of the unknown because you don't know a lot about what was the specific thing that really made the girl break so that mm-hmm. that's kind of like an also like an ongoing thing mm-hmm. um and it's just her and she's trying to like help her younger sister it's definitely i would recommend it is and this is maybe me conflating two things that don't go together but and it's okay to not be okay when they mention the fairy tale, like the father with two daughters or whatever. Oh, it might be. Yeah. Is it related to you. that at all? It probably like, and maybe, is. And I don't remember, I don't remember exactly how it was worded, but it was something mm-hmm. like that. And that would make sense then if it's that common or, or. Mm-hmm. But definitely nothing happened. They didn't. In it, it's okay. It's going to be a spoiler. For right. It's like they, uh, no. they just, because they would bring up either. Fairy tales that we we definitely know in the West. They brought up a few of those throughout the thing. But I wondered, because it seems like it relates a little bit. When you know it's an old, like, folk tale, like, that is based on an old folk tale, it kind of gives me, um, uh, what's the, uh, Hansel and Gretel. Feel. Mm, like, yeah. when you're just reading about it, right? Like, that tale of siblings and something creepy going on and yeah. parents that aren't being real good parents or whatever. Like, it just, I was like, oh, okay, so it's like super creepy Hansel and Gretel maybe kind of sort of not maybe maybe told for to the Korean children to, for the same purpose that Hansel and Gretel was told to the European children I'm Perhaps. sure it is uh, you know one of the like TV series that I watched I didn't watch for this I watched it for another thing was um Hometown Legends and I think I talked about like briefly mm-hmm. and like what we were watching I didn't get through uh, most of it just because I couldn't um but it's definitely like kind of ties into this because it's 
specifically um, uses folklore and legends to tell a story in, within the episode. So every episode's a different folklore. It is a thing for Korea to really kind of hold on to the, the folklore. Relating to that Hometown Legends show, there was a joke in Possession about Hometown Legends. I don't remember what character said it, but someone said something about ghosts or whatever. And what did did you watch Hometown Legends when you were younger and it just really got to you or something? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's the one one of the articles and I don't think they called it Hometown Legends. They called it like Legends of something, but it probably was the same show and that was one of the things they said was that it um it aired in the summer. It was always a summer show. So that was you know, they're like that was one of the aspects of summer horror. For the girl they interviewed. I didn't watch anything with ghosts in it. <laughs> I took I took a completely different tact on mine. So one of my favorite I have two favorite subgenres of horror. One is zombies. Who doesn't love a good zombie? And the other one is like demon exorcism stuff. Oh big fan of the demon exorcism. Which is like really funny to people who know me because I'm a big old atheist, but there's just something so fun about exorcism stories. So I watched this movie that I found called Metamorphosis. Great title. Uh, also didn't really have anything to do with the movie. And the movie, so there's a priest and there's a failed exorcism in like the first five minutes, okay? And then he's like, all like, no, like the person I was exorcising died. Oh, this is the worst. So then it cuts to like his family, like his brothers and his brother's family who are like, hot, like moving because like the shame of like this fa priest failing in an exorcism has like affected their family. So they move into a a house that was put on auction that no one else bid on. This is your first mistake. <laughs> like, uh, mistake number one, you know? And then weird, there's, like, a weird neighbor next door. Like, okay, at one point, like, the dad, there, there's, like, the neighbor makes a lot of noise at night, like, disturbing sounding sounds, and they're like, this, is, this can't go on. And then, like, the neighbor then stole their parking spot and, like, the, the little kid, there was like a, the little brother character, like the small, the smallest child had like left a little chair that he'd painted to like save their parking spot outside the house. And he like crushed the chair with his truck. So the dad's like, not on my watch. So the dad like goes like over and he's like, enters. Oh, there was also a dead cat. Someone left a dead cat hanging outside. Always oh, a house. cat. Dead cat. Okay. Okay. So he then, this is, this is where the movie started to take like an amusing turn for me because I'm just like, no, 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 no. He goes through the gate, like opens the door and walks in and there's all these just like dead animals everywhere. And he's like, huh, that's like kind of weird. He's like, but no, I gotta, you know, maybe he's just really into, you know. Taxidermy? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who knows? So he's like, he goes and he knocks on the door and then the door swings open as it always does. <laughs> always does. So he walks into this house and there's like 
blood-covered upside-down crosses suspended from the ceiling, like blood all over the floor. There's a crucified goat. And I'm just like sitting here and I'm like, why are you still in this house? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that tiny chair was so very important. Like, get the fuck out of this house, dude. Anyway, so then it's like the family becomes like tormented by demons that look like the members of the family that do horrible things to the other members of the family. It's not really them. So, like, they're all like, ah. So then they're like, we got to call the brother, the disgraced priest. Like, we need him to come save us. And, like, you know, it's a pretty typical. It was like the special effects were okay. There was, like, a few where I was like, oh, come on. (laughs) No. But, like, it had, like, a really good cast. So it had uh, Bae Sung Woo, who was, like, the disgruntled cop from the show Live as the priest. Um, It had Sung Dong Il, who, oh, God, what was he in? Like, he's in everything. No, like, he's literally in everything. Like, he was in The Accidental Detective. uh, He was in Hospital Playlist as the oldest brother priest. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It had the girl who played um, the head nurse on It's Okay to Not Be Okay as, like, the mom. It had Kim Kang-hoon as, like, the little boy. Um, He was in Kingdom. He was in... When the Camellia Blooms, he plays, like, the, the main kid in that. He's in Hotel Del Luna as, like, a child, the child version of what's-his-face. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it had, like, everyone in it, okay? Like, just, it was, mwah, it was a chef's kiss. I also recently watched Divine Fury, which I would not, like, loosely, I guess it's a horror Every horror place that thing. I saw, it was, it was categorizing it as horror this is also the very big problem with horror yeah action tends to be Mm. misconstrued into horror like it's not the divine fury is not scary it's more fun than scary like sure there's some like you know like demons but like it's really not and then i also watched on netflix so finally we get a legit one out of me uh zvaha the sixth finger or the seventh finger oh yeah i have yeah. that on my list okay i didn't get that to it though it's fucking weird it's fucking <laughs> weird movie like i really enjoyed watching it but i could not tell you what it's about it's like one of those movies where you're just like what the I just watch like and that has like a pretty wild cast too and it's like about this priest who like investigates cults and then there's like these murderers who are supposedly like also like reincarnations of gods I don't like listen it's (laughs) fucking weird it is so weird but like I enjoyed watching it I just it's very confusing so that was like my exorcism Korean exorcism movies they were fun they were a good time you know I did not watch a bazillion things but an example of I I watched a handful just not I am really proud of you I'm really like it just like I I actually wanted to get to more I just didn't have yeah I should have started like weeks and weeks earlier I only started a couple weeks so that was my wanted to try a horror anime I think I just ended up kind of picking the wrong one for that is really what ended up happening. The reason I picked the one I picked was just because 
it's not that I watched a trailer, but it was just kind of the clip on Netflix. And I was like, mm-hmm. the clip on Netflix made it look like there was a character that liked uh, Russian roulette with a gun type thing. And it just looked, and she had a lot of piercings and like one eye. And it just was like, she seems really unhinged. If that's a main character, like this is pretty creepy. Like that's what, that's what I went off of. And I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, so I'm sorry. Kaki Gurui. It's mostly about gambling, is what it comes down to. <laughs> it's this academy that pretty much if you end up being in debt for gambling, you're like lower than a human and you end up being called either Fido or Mittens, depending on if you're a guy or a girl and you're like not even human. It's really weird. It feels like a class struggle for a little bit with that and then they kind of like don't care later. Whatever. The main character shows up. She's a transfer student. And right off the bat, she's like a compulsive gambler type, and she just mm-hmm. gambles for fun. She doesn't really care if she loses, but she's really good. So you eventually get to the episode where it's like she goes up against all these student council members that are supposedly so gifted at gambling, and one of them was the one who's like really unhinged and pretty much wants to die. And so that was the thing. I mean, it was there were creepy moments for sure. It was there was a lot of uh, fan service, even just in the way they did the title and the end title Mm -hmm. it reminded me of oh yeah anime does this sometimes I forgot (laughs) (laughs) you just go back to anime and you're like oh yeah this is that right (laughs) since I wasn't raised on anime like I forget that more because that was I think that's something that actually kept me away from anime for a little bit because a ton of fan service makes me slightly uncomfortable it's just not that fun to watch boobs not have gravity like you know (laughs) especially when it's not really in the story at all you can be watching a really good anime and you're like oh this is really good and all of a sudden the end credits start rolling and everyone's naked and you're like why why are you naked what's going on here like what that's not in the story or or suddenly there's just like a random out of you know out of context scene of like wind catching like a girl's skirt and like you're just like why this wasn't necessary Especially when they're uncomfortably young, you know, just like, yeah, yeah. this, let's yeah. not. But, uh, so I, I watched that. I even started on, there's a second season. I got curious enough because essentially you want to see the main character overthrow the student council is what it comes down to. So I got into it, but. There's also a drama version if you're out there. I'm pretty sure it's actually on yeah, Netflix it's on as Netflix well. Too. Yeah. 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 Had, had I, had it been more horror-esque, I probably would have gone down that tactic more. I mean, like, I, I don't I don't know it would be good for you, but I kind of wish you had watched something like Serial Experiments Lane. Mm. But it might mess with you a little too much. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to chance that. <laughs> it's a great anime, and it's messed up, and it, like, just has you thinking for weeks on oh, end. It's <laughs> like, a long time to think. <laughs> it's, like, one of my favorite animes ever. <laughs> try one anime just to see because I knew that as long as it wasn't too too dark I'm like it's an anime how how scared can I get like it'll be fine especially like the one I watched it didn't look too too bad even yeah. if it was be kind of it even kind of did go that direction a little bit but there like, is I a, can... a sizable horror genre in anime mm-hmm. I don't think Netflix has the, that catalog though 
Yeah. yeah they've got the, the tamer stuff. Like, they've got, I think Netflix has Death Note. They do have, which, yeah. You know, yeah. I would personally probably categorize that as horror. Yeah, maybe yeah like it's horror definitely life, horror. You know, it was, for me, it was more depressing than, like, I was just like, oh, crap. And then I just, I stopped <laughs> watching it. Because I was like, this is just sad. So, but. Yeah. I will mention one other thing that I watched. I, and I have a couple others after this, but since we're kind of taking turns and stuff. Under the Black Moonlight was one I randomly saw on Netflix. I was like, <laughs> oh, have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> how did you feel about it? Why did I watch it? That's how <laughs> I felt about it. <laughs> okay, it was a web drama. And so the, the original episodes were much shorter. On Netflix, it's two, like, 45-minute-ish episodes. Mm-hmm. That thing. Were you able to, like, figure out the no. twin, like, early? You, you really didn't? Well, I, wasn't, I was only half paying attention when I was watching it because I was just like, this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sort of had it on, like, in the, in background, the background while I was watching it. Like, yeah, okay, like, I need something to... I was watching it when my when Matthew was away on a six week business trip, so I was like, I just needed noise to make it seem like I wasn't so alone. You know? <laughs> Nam Taehyun is in it. He's from mm. South Club and was a part of Winter way back in the day. There was definitely a weird mother son relationship that was questionably odd. Pretty much just a really twisted kid that got to do almost whatever he wanted as long as as long as his mother was okay with it. It was just really strange. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell twists or anything, but, like, this really isn't a twist. There's a girlfriend of the main character, and then she dies. Then a person who looks exactly like her shows up to school, like, the next year. You're wondering what happened. So then, and I'm making it sound way more interesting than it actually is, because it is really poorly done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, whenever the plot holes are the size of like an entire town like the plot holes are so massive that it makes it difficult to care the twists were pretty good twists for having massive plot holes I thought that was just my opinion you just kind of had to accept things and move on yeah (laughs) yeah it it was like watching a really low budget movie you know like how a lot of web series are that's true that's true Yeah. yeah You know, as far as, oh, this is scary because all of a sudden I'm imagining a painting crying blood. Like, that's supposed to be scary or mm-hmm. whatever. For people like me, if you're concerned about being too scared about something, go after the really bad stuff. You're not going to be scared. It's just <laughs> true. Yeah. Go after yeah. like, the cheesy stuff. You'll go to the lowest life. rated. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like horror comedies. I've watched a lot of stuff, so I won't even like go over everything, but... I did break free a lot from Korea, but I wanted to talk about the one big thing that I watched, I guess, besides Strangers from Hell, because I watched Strangers from Hell. We'll talk about that in a little bit, because we can talk about it together, Nat and I. But I had a list of, like, K-dramas that I thought were horror, and I have had this list for a really long time, so I was kind of trying to, like, go through that and kind of see which ones that I wanted to watch and I decided that I wanted to kind of focus on the like older dramas as opposed to something like The Priest which is like Mm. you know within the past year or so and two of the dramas that I had one of them was called Soul like S-O-U-L and the other one was Achihara's Secret Mm. Achihara's Secret actually stars the 
girl from the who plays the younger sister in the tale too is probably why she mostly got the the role because it's supposed to be a horror it's, it's labeled as that I didn't really get past this the first episode it, it didn't grab me the tone was a little weird because it's it's essentially that like this girl she's living in Canada with her grandmother her grandmother dies so she goes back to the island or whatever of the village of her grandmother and you sense that the grandmother was trying to keep her away from this village but she gets a job as an English teacher and she's there and murder happens it also has um what's his face from B2B uh he was just in Mystic he plays like a cop in it, it it's just the tone was kind of weird because it's got this like murder mystery aspect but there's also like nobody can leave this village but it's not scary except when it remembers that it has to be scary <laughs> for the most part it literally like plays like a family drama mock <laughs> okay most of the first episode was on like who was having affairs this is the show that had an affair in it (laughs) (laughs) that's where the affair went yeah (laughs) it was was weird I don't know like it could get better past it I just was like you know what I I've got a lot of things on my list so I won't go to it so I went for soul which was uh Ajihara's list or secret is 2015 so it's not like so old but Soul, however, is old. 2009 is when it came out. Ooh. It stars one of the girls from Tiara, which she had to have been like literally debuting and in this show. So I don't know how that worked out in terms of her sleeping, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. I have two more episodes, but I'm really excited to finish it. I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. It was a lot of fun. It's not the best drama in the world, but it definitely is a horror drama, which, like, I thought, like, with Ajihara's, uh Secret, I think it's NBC that produced that one. I thought, like, maybe it was because it was on that. But mm-hmm. Soul was produced on SBS, and it's horror. Like, there are things that happen. There are some gruesome things. And it's basically centers around this one girl who can see ghosts. And she's kind of plagued with seeing ghosts. And things happen. Like, she is there to witness um, a girl in her class's suicide a- and then she's also got other things that are happening around her. And there's like this core like group of bullies in the school that also like are kind of like tied into this whole like kind of mystery of what's like happening with the girl who like commits suicide and all these things that are happening. The main ringleader of that is the guy who plays the kid who wants to be the priest in hospital playlist. So that was a fun oh. little like, oh my God, you are terrible. Like psychopath in this cool (laughs) and very young (laughs) she ends up kind of meeting with like a criminal psychologist and then there's like lots of things that happen and I don't want to like talk too much because there are things that like develop throughout the series that you see but like she definitely starts she's very susceptible to ghosts to the point where they can enter her body and then she can exact their revenge on the person that they need to. It's got some really like not so good like writing and, <laughs> and you're like, oh, uh, but like the last 15 minutes of every episode is just pure horror fun. Like it's great and wonderful. And I just like have been enjoying it. Like I only started a couple <laughs> days ago, but that's the K drama besides Strangers from Hell that I have like officially found what other thing did you watch Natalia you were going to talk about oh 
Yes. So my other thing that I focused on was zombies because recently I finished watching Kingdom when I was in Montreal with uh, my co co-worker's husband. So I was like, let's watch, you know, I like a good zombie movie. So I um, watched a movie that I found somewhere <laughs> uh, that recently came out called Hashtag Alive. It has UIN in it and uh, Park Shin-Hee. Um, okay. It's really good. It's really good in, in sort of a different way than Train to Busan was good. Because Train to Busan, it's like... Vaguely realistic in the sense of, like, them doing things, but, like, they're good at doing things. Whereas the main character in this is bad at everything. So a zombie outbreak happens, and this guy is home alone. Uh, like, his family is out, and he's home alone. And uh, previously, right at the beginning, it really doesn't take long to get into the zombies. Like, it's like a good, like, two minutes and then zombies. Um <laughs> It's like two minutes, zombies, opening credits. Like, that's how it begins. But, like, so it starts with him, like, getting out of bed and seeing a note from his mom that was like, hey, like, I know you're not doing anything today, so can you do the grocery shopping? And he's like, eh, I'll do it later. Fatal mistake. one. <laughs> <laughs> so then, basically, he's just, like, a video gamer. Like, he's, like, a live streamer who the zombie outbreak happens while he's in the middle of live streaming, like, a video game. And so he's in, like, a fourth-floor apartment of this apartment building that's, like, one of those, like, apartments that's, like, has, like, a courtyard in the middle. And so he's, like, locked in this apartment, like, witnessing all of these horrible things happening. And then it's just, like, him, like, lounging around his apartment, rationing his food, just always opening the window and, like, looking out to see if what's going on. Like, he has, like, a drone, so at one point he's trying to, like, get his drone to fly up high enough to, like, get, like, a cell signal to try to, you know, like, connect with anyone to let people know that he's there. And, and then he uh, notices that there is one other person alive across the way at the apartment building across the courtyard. And so they start, like, communicating and trying to come up with, like, a survival plan together. Anyway, it was, like, really good. The zombies were not super scary. I, like, they were, you know, they, like, I thought the zombies were a bit more freaky in Train to Busan than they were in this one. Um, lot, not a lot of gore, surprisingly, because he doesn't spend a lot of time with the zombies <laughs> until, like, the very end. So it's mostly just him, like, trying to survive and then, like, looking out at all the horrible stuff happening in the courtyard so, and then so being like, nope. <laughs> is the moral of the story do your grocery shopping earlier. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe be prepared, my dude. I mean, didn't we all, like, realize this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've all, like, experienced yeah. what can happen, so. Yeah. So, we, uh, the, the lesson of 2020 is <laughs> have some canned food, my dude. You know? Like, no, but, like, it's really, it was really well done. And he, you know, he's always good. So, mm. he's always good. I also was going to watch Peninsula, but I ran out of time. So that, we'll have to wait. I've heard good time. things. I have heard good things about it as well. I have it on my phone. I rented it, ready to watch. I just oh. need to watch it. 
on Master in the House, one of the masters was uh, one of the main actresses in Peninsula. The cast of Masters in the House mm. got attacked by a handful of the zombies from Peninsula, so it was really funny to watch that. But then they took zombie lessons from like the main zombie guy, and it was really cool. So everyone had to learn, and it was it was interesting because you pretty much have to you have to have your head a certain way. It was it was cool to watch, and and the guy talked about it. he was like the second dude casted in Peninsula. Like that's how important his expertise is of like the zombie stuff. Yeah. Really fascinating. Yeah, I like zombie stuff, because, like, as, as Amanda was saying earlier, like, zombie stuff, it's very it's very easy to, like, not get scared by it, because it's like, come on. Like, I watched, binged Kingdom, and I was like, this is so best! Kingdom is so good, y'all! It's so good! I started the first episode, but I just was, like, not, like, I like zombies, I don't have a problem with zombies, but, like, if I was to pick a ghost or a zombie or any other monster in a zombie, I would pick any other monster. Not because I don't like them. It's just that, like, that's how they fall in my, like, list, you know? Like, I don't care. Like, I could watch them. I I do enjoy zombie stuff, especially when they kind of twist Mm. it a bit more because I feel like... I mean, every monster does this, but, like, when they, like, tend to do the same thing with zombies over and over and over, yeah. and you're like, I get it. You want which brains. Is why, like, yeah, which, is why, which is why I thought that, like, Train to Busan was so interesting. So yeah. they changed zombies, but they changed it to a new setting that had never been done before. They had a bottleneck on a train. That's some, that's some bold thinking. Yeah, this was, like, a zombie movie that wasn't really about zombies. It sounds interesting. It sounds like yeah, something yeah, I would really like. It, like. So it was mostly like him trying to stave off despair while... And it gives me that's... real window vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Gives me lockdown that's... vibes, guys. Yeah, 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 like, true. It oh, could yeah. have come out at a more appropriate time, to be <laughs> honest. I feel like that's part of the reason why I, I can do... I can do, like, zombie stuff is because... Typically speaking, most zombie stuff does tend to focus more on survival than, like, scare. Or, like, it's not usually about the gore as much as it is about, like, staying home and making sure you're a good shot. That said, I couldn't watch Kingdom. I didn't even try. I just listened to our favorite sister podcast, K-Bay, talk about it. They recapped me through the whole thing. So I feel <laughs> like I've watched it. I've experienced both seasons, but I did not have to put those images into my I brain. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. So good. So good. Another thing that I attempted to watch, I watched one episode of, that, that makes it sound like it was really scary. Twas not. I just didn't enjoy it. Go. Uh, Night Watchman's Journal. It's actually something that's been on my list for like a long time, just because I thought it looked interesting. And it w- it's a fantasy is not right. I mean, it's a historical, but like not. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's historical, I guess. But is it like a paranormal. Yeah. Is it like as historical as Kingdom is? <laughs> <laughs> it's a costume drama. It's there a you go. Drama. Like, yeah. It is a period film, but of course, like, not set in any real time. So it's always like, what do you I call that? The, like, I think it's but... historical fantasy is like the blanket 
Yeah. Even if it doesn't have fantasy elements, I think the fantasy implies to fake timeline. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I guess it definitely would have been fantasy. So I went into it again. A lot of times that I watch shows, I go in wanting to watch a handful of the actors and actresses be in whatever mm-hmm. role. Like that's usually an appeal for me. So I go in like wanting to see these actors and actresses. What I didn't know was right off the bat, the main king was the guy from Mystic Pop Up Bar. You know, like yeah. Dude, Chief, what's his face? So, like, he was really fun as the king. Thing was, I didn't see any of the main people. The first episode, and maybe two, was like all set in the past. <laughs> it did that, ah, like, classic. Fate. Classic, <laughs> classic paper. Where, like, like, a making king situation. Yeah, so you see the prince when he's like seven. Or, I, I don't age kids very well. So, five to seven. Young Prince being upset about his bug or whatever, you know, just, I bet these are going to be the main characters later, and we just don't get to that. It was just like, just kept going. But right off the bat, it was like, oh, I mean, they started with lore at the very beginning, like, spirits used to coexist, humans kicked them out, there's this clan that's, like, trying to bring spirits back, so then, like, the kingdom's under attack suddenly, no one knows why, random pillars of smoke that are supposed to be spirits like it's just kind of i kept watching the entire hour episode though because <laughs> oh we gotta go find the dragon clan there's a slight arth doll like flair to it because it was like mm. go find the clan that caused all this mess well in the meantime we gotta go find this other clan because they have a shaman that has whatever flower that you need it, it felt a little mm. like that and the dragon clan was like no women in the dragon clan was it Nat's favorite thing? Empreg! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Get your Empreg out of... <laughs> take that. You take that back. You take that back right now. There was a dragon. There were demons. What the demons were, they looked like giants that were made out of bones of deceased people. I mean, there was stuff going down, but it didn't feel horror. It felt too, like, fantasy, so I was like, well, this wasn't horror enough, therefore I bailed. Also, it wasn't that great. And I wasn't even seeing the people I was supposed to be seeing. <laughs> if you loved the movie, I apologize. I probably missed why it was so awesome. Or the show. Okay. I'm sure it was great for some people. The main thing that I did watch, and I'm just about done with, is Possessed. And I really oh, like it. It's so good! It's so Yay! good! Yay! <laughs> and Possessed is so good. I, I, I could easily watch it at night, and it would be mostly fine. It's just, the serial killer... Mm-hmm main bad person is just really bad and so he's a good serial killer like it's mm. a good character like not you know nice but like a well-crafted like serial that. killer i really i really enjoyed seeing there was an actor in the show that i haven't seen him act in anything i've only seen him in two days and one night so i've seen him as himself he's a fluff ball of a guy he's just sweet he married like one of the nation's like most gorgeous actresses and that's kind of like mm-hmm. what everyone knows him as like you're a thief that stole like <laughs> like everyone just gives him a hard time about that and he's just so cute and funny and so then I see him in a acting very 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 impressively in the show like for multiple episodes I was like oh this is awesome it was just really enjoyable seeing him do that since I hadn't seen him before but I love it I I love the main characters it's great and oh. that's coming from somebody who doesn't really like horror usually. But I wouldn't it's say it's horror. It's something for everyone. Just... It's, 
and there's comedy in it, but they don't overplay that. It's mm. just really well done. I would recommend it. Mm. Same. So, I would too. Especially for people who maybe aren't into horror, if you compare it to something like, and I have not watched these just from what I've seen, if you compare it to like The Guest or mm. even Ghost Detective, mm. I still think Possessed is a little more accessible. I would um, say Possessed is darker than Ghost Detective. It's definitely darker than Ghost Detective. Yeah. But Possessed yeah. is OCN. Just, just like throw yeah. that out there too. Yeah. Possessed is on Netflix too, so that's handy. Mm-hmm. So I watched a lot like outside of Korea too. Specifically the summer horror trend is really a Korean thing, but like Asia has some good horror and I just like figured I would like take the time to like, you know, kind of dip around and I wanna I wanna talk about a couple of Japanese dramas that I found that I actually didn't know that they were there. I just kind of like stumbled upon them while I was like really heavily like searching for things. The first two, I'll like briefly touch on them because they kind of have the same kind of thing. There is a TV series that goes along with the grudge universe based around the house that's like possessed. It's like a six episode show. It's pretty easy to get through. There are some weird stuff that happens. So it's definitely a horror type thing. I think the first half of it's kind of like less horror and more of kind of just like what's going on. And then it kind of gets like super violent because of the things that are happening in the, like the house, the house is making them do it or whatever. It's a Netflix original too. It's definitely something that, if you're, like, into, like, that whole universe of films and stuff that, like, you might be, like, into. And then also there's a Ghost Theater, which is a movie. There's a series based on that. And it's a little tame. It's not the best. But, like, the episodes are, like, a half an hour apiece. And it's kind of set up like a daytime horror show. Sort of, you know, the guy introduces the show and then you know, the thing happens and sometimes it's like play on like societal things. And on top of it, uh, every female character that's in the like the main cast of each episode is from the J-pop group AKB48. So oh. if, if you're a fan, then it's all the girls from that. <laughs> so it's kind of like tied into that. It was okay. But today, literally today, I found something else on Amazon. I always forget to look at Amazon for things because I... Yeah, me too. I don't actually have Prime, but my mom has graciously, like, allowed me during this time of need to <laughs> give me access because also um, British crime shows are really great and Amazon Prime has them. But I found Tokyo Vampire Hotel, which is a series. Oh. It's probably... I mean, like, I'm enjoying Soul, but, like, Tokyo Vampire Hotel is probably the best thing that I watched out of, like, all the things that I watched. Guy, you're not going to like it. It starts bloody and continues to be bloody and gory, (laughs) and it's, like, the best kind of really snarky, campy, very gory, but very fun. There's a lot of things that are kind of going on, and it's definitely, like, everything is a symbolism to, like, other things. It's, like, a very, like, Tarantino type of... Mm -hmm vibe to the show i'm on episode three and yeah it's 18 plus rated 80 i mean no it's you see someone get stabbed multiple times with a fork but like it's just it's so good <laughs> like i wasn't expecting to find this drama and it just happened upon my searches when i was looking for it and it's it's so good <laughs> so if you're into that kind of thing i know i said like i don't normally like gore but it's done it's just 
the way that it's done is it's part of the actual vision of this show you can tell it's not just there as a an added thing but it's a lot of fun so you should definitely check it out because it's on Amazon. So a lot of people have Amazon Prime. So yeah. you can, if you're looking for like an actual like really kind of good kind of like one of those like more campier but still very well done mm. type of type of horror mm. shows, this is it. And then back to Strangers from Hell. Did you guys? Oh, oh Strangers yeah. From Hell. Okay, <laughs> I have to say that if you want a summer horror. Set in the summer. It's true. Boy, Strangers from Hell is going to deliver. Especially if you like psychological thrillers, this is oh, your dream. Damn, and every damn. actor in this show just does phenomenal work. Even like the smallest of characters. It's just so good. It's on Netflix. So the basic premise is that this kid is moving to Seoul because his friend, like a former classmate, owns a, a company. They do like promotions for theater or something like that. And he's basically made a, an intern position for him to help him. His girlfriend lives in Seoul. He lives on, like out in the countryside. Uh, but he's like finally kind of like decided to move to Seoul, especially because he's just gotten out of the military and stuff. He can't afford any place. Definitely looking for like the the oh what are they called that apartment style called like the student dorm type. It's like the oh what she lives in um in oh my ghostess. It's the, the, the tiny the, tiny room. Yeah. yeah. So he ends up at this one place. Oh my god. And the rent is just so good. It's not the best but like he doesn't have much option and it's like not like terrible in terms of where he's got to go to work so he decides to take it even though the the whole thing was that the, the person before him committed suicide <laughs> he's like whatever i just needed a room because i've just got to like live it's somewhere. only gonna be it's only gonna be a couple <laughs> like, months while i yeah, save up some be- money for a deposit on a on a better apartment, only a My couple months. My favorite part about the entire show is they'll just do so much stuff, and then they'll be like, "How many days you've been here for?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so oh everyone everyone else who lives in this dorm situation are the most unsettling, creepy people they you've ever seen. That stuff. In your entire life. The whole thing is a red flag. Like, yeah. just every, everyone he meets is a red flag in this show. Oh, boy. There's not anyone... I guess Edong Wook's character kind of is charming a little bit in the very beginning. But, like, there's not a single person he actually meets that, like, you're like... No, you nobody gets good advice. They even show like other people like coming to look at the rooms and stuff and like just leaving immediately. They're like, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna be there. Because there's also this thing where like so the the landlady also has said that the area is being rezoned or something, so she yeah. can't um sell the place anyways. So she's just there for whatever amount of time before the rezoning also there used to be a dorm area a dorm floor and that's was ravaged by fire so no yeah. women the live women, there the but like also nobody's supposed to be on yeah. the women's floor yeah. don't don't go on the women's floor because there's fire damage you yeah, fire get damage. injured 
You but might. yet he keeps hearing noises from oh the my god oh my <laughs> um and then finally a normal person appears to live there uh just a just a f- overly friendly but more normal than everyone else dentist who lives there because he just he likes the area and it's close to his work just a totally normal dentist I mean, totally like normal a- Everybody knows him kind of dentist. Like, he is a very well-off dentist. He lives in this. He just wants to save some money. Um, Don't worry about it. Don't think too deeply about it. Mm -hmm. And the kid's also, uh, like, a horror, like, crime writer. That's what he wants to be. Like, so he's, like, uh, shares with Edunswuk's character about, like, wanting to do this and, like, he, like, is always, like, protecting him from the, like, weird neighbors. Yeah. there's, like, a neighbor who's literally, like, a sex offender. He has his, his uh, ankle bracelet on. He's literally always cutting out images of females. Like, naked women disgusting. and, like, pacing him on the walls. And, and then there's, like, standing there staring like, at people. brothers that oh are just. God, two twin brothers. Oh, my God. One, <laughs> one is clearly, like, very mentally ill. And laughs all the time. And the other one is just really mean. But, like, he doesn't realize that they're twins. Because he also, he just slips into, like, pretending he's the the other brother, too. A lot of the time. Like, he'll just, and then all of a sudden he'll switch and he can, like, talk normally and, like, speak to, like, some, like, Mm -hmm. cop or something. Yeah. And then there's a gangster! There's a gangster who lives in the apartment building who's kind of the the next next door neighbor. He's his next door neighbor, and he's just really mean, but he's like, y'all should just move out of this shithole. Like, I'm moving out soon. These people are crazy. And he's like, oh, it can't be that bad. (laughs) Meanwhile, there's a cop character. You think it's over. It's not over. Because there's this lady cop who becomes very interested in all of these dead cats showing up. And she's the one. Who's from Hospital Playlist. She plays yeah. the, the one on the... The, the, the obstetrics doctor. Yeah. So she she is becomes interested in the denizens because she catches the one, the brother with mental illness as the person who killed one of the cats. There's but, also a missing person in the area, yeah. too. And she does, like, they have her character placed as, like, someone who is definitely, like, she is just kind of, like, the this random cop. But mm-hmm. she is a cop because she wants to be a cop to help. I guess her dad also was a cop, too. So she has that kind of thing. Every episode oh, just keeps wild. building and building and building. And they they mess with you and they mess with the characters. And you don't know who to, like, place your bets on <laughs> or, like, who's going to be the, the ringleader. It's just... So good. And then, like, literally the show is just following these psychos in this apartment building driving this one man insane. That's, that's like, the whole show is, like, him being driven insane by crazy people. Mm-hmm. But not in a fun way, in a terrifying way. It's also in a, like, a way that you actually don't know what's going on. You can't actually yeah. tell if it's paranormal or not. And, like, he has some possible mental problems that are, like, undiagnosed from the beginning as well. So you don't know, like, is this all in his head or is this actually happening? Yeah, because it, it is placed 
in the perspective of him for the most part yeah like they do break to kind of like show what the cop is doing but it's like really like what the cop is doing and then what he's doing and he's like watching and seeing happen lee dong wook though oh shit he was good and Shalanda's great he, in this they too were so he, like, good. it's outrageous how good they are like <laughs> Lee Dong Wook, you're like, oh yes, rom coms, like that. And then as soon as you see him, like just make that creepy smile, you're like, huh, huh, no, also, head away, huh, do that uh, The woman who does, who is, who owns the place. What is yeah, her she name? Played, she played the um the the maid in the movie Parasite. Okay, She's yeah, yeah. So good. so good. Everyone is excellent in this. Yeah, like, there's not a single character. I mean, like even the girlfriend. And of the guy that you barely see, she's great. <laughs> Everyone's so good. And like, oh, and then at one point there's like, there's like an, another guy, like a, a busker who comes and then, oh my God, it's just so much. And then everything it, is so good. There's uh, just so much that goes on in an like episode a, and you're like, like I'm drained. Show. Yeah. It's a perfect show. And then you do not see that ending coming. You do not no. see the ending coming. I was like, okay, it's going to go this way. And then it didn't. Did and it. I was like, oh. They I got guess. us. We they got us. Like, like, you do not know where it's going up until the last scene. And then you're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, you're like, you. Oh, so good. So good. Mm. Mm. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, I think that's definitely one that some people can't handle. Oh, for oh, sure. No, for sure. <laughs> uh, it is violent. It's very, especially the last episode. It, it, like, the last episode literally is, like, ten times more violent than any of the other episodes in the Ooh. series, too. Yeah. It's like, it's, like, it's a... I actually think that's a difficult thing as somebody who's not used to the horror genre very much, I think it's difficult to approach some horror shows, even the ones that are less less scary, because let's say you get used to the first five episodes, whatever tone you're dealing with for the first five episodes. Sometimes the violence doesn't ratchet up until you're talking about the last four episodes or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a difficult thing like if you if you are somebody that kind of has a line with what you can handle yeah. it's 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 hard to know if you're going to be able to handle the entire show because you might be able to handle the first half of the show <laughs> and yep. then you really can't quite handle well now you're curious about the end but maybe it gets a little bit too a little bit too scary or a little bit too violent or whatever for you and you didn't know it was going to go that far it's definitely more of a psychological scary than a violent scary. And it like purposely messes with the audience along with the main character. Every episode it just keeps on getting weirder and more messed up. It literally is at that last time it's like the breaking point of everything going on. You're like, whoa. It's one of those that like the first scene in the first episode is the beginning of the climax of the last episode so you can see Mm -hmm. where it's headed. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, at least it warns you, like, all right, this is where we're going to end up, but we're in for a ride. <laughs> but no, like, I, I really loved it, and I watched it with my co-worker's husband. It was the second K-drama he'd ever watched. The first one was Kingdom. He loved it. He was just a normal dude who sells, you know, gym equipment. So he really enjoyed it. Oh, it was good. It was so good. Oh, 
I'm going to talk about Possessed just one more time. Yes, yes. Go for it. <laughs> I think Possessed is a good example of it does, over time, ratchet up a little bit more than... Or rather, you get you feel safe with some of your characters after a fair amount of episodes, and you shouldn't necessarily feel safe that all your characters are going to be fine. It's not going to be a bubbly, happy show the entire time. But there's definitely some, ha- there's a lot of happy near the beginning, and it doesn't feel like that near the end. So I think that's the thing, because I was, I was all like, found family, like, there was some, like, really cute stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. And then, as someone that does not watch a lot of OCN shows, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it became an OCN show near the end, and it was like, oh, Oh, uh, this is what we're doing. This is this is horror. Like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do some good things uh, with the creepiness of the ghost too in yeah. that one. As someone who doesn't watch a lot of really scary stuff, like I, I wasn't really terrified during any part of Possessed so far, but everything was just really well done. Like, mm-hmm. everything was appropriately spooky or intense. I guess a lot of good acting. Any relationships that were formed, like, they felt very natural and real. Like, I don't know. Everything felt very grounded. I think that's mm-hmm. an important thing for horror, if it's going to be good and it's going to work well, is that the relationships and the characters are somewhat believable or likable or something. So that then you feel that. Like, it invests you emotionally more so that when the terror comes, you're are more likely to feel terror, yeah. like, because mm-hmm. you feel bad for these people, or? Yeah, it's not like, oh, these five side characters don't matter. No, you care about those five side characters. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, oh, the shoe dropped. Crap. Now those five side characters are affected by the shoe dropping. I'm surprised by how much I'm enjoying Possessed. I'm it's glad nice. you found something. It, it makes me realize that I probably need to once in a while branch out a little bit i like being reminded of that periodically (laughs) well because i watch a pretty good variety of genres it's just i do go for suspense sometimes i usually don't go towards horror really ever because i didn't know if i could handle it or not and so pushing a little bit is always a good thing to see if i can handle things and i'm fine so far i haven't had any nightmares so it's good (laughs) yay then there's some things I do know about myself, like Strangers from Hell. Ha ha ha. No. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, tell you the like, entire know. plot if you really want. I'm listening to you guys talk about it, and I'm like, hey, yeah, no. hey, baby, if you're listening, you know, recap that one for me, because, you know. <laughs> and it's not a long one, either. It's only, no. like, 12 episodes it's or something. 10. Something that I was going to mention. As somebody that isn't used to a ton of because I don't even watch suspense shows all that often, and I definitely don't binge them. If I watch them, I only watch an episode or two at a time. So it's different to go in and binge a suspense horror show suddenly. I find myself being like, oh, 30 minutes in, my heart's starting to race. I need to take yeah. <laughs> Like, I definitely had to do that near, near the beginning. And as I went on, I was able to handle it more. But since I wasn't used to it, it was like, oh, I need to make some breaks for myself in these hour episodes in order to not, like, come out, come unglued at some point. Because I wasn't necessarily spooked, but since stuff was ratcheting up, 
don't know. It was intense enough that I was like, oh, I'm not used to this intense. Noted. So, and that's why I was surprised by enjoying it so much. Because I did feel, I don't know if uncomfortable is the right word, but different than usual. Because usually I'm like mindlessly watching a rom-com and it doesn't affect me whatsoever. It's like kind of checked out when I'm watching it. It's not, it's not like it's emotionally hard to watch a rom-com. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, generally yeah. speaking, no. It's a completely so different much. thing. <laughs> you know, I could probably have just like no expression on my face for most of a rom-com and be totally fine. But then... You know, you watch a big suspenseful horror show. It's like, oh, like, I feel lots of things now. Thank you. <laughs> Any other ones you wanted to mention, Jesse? since you watched so much? I mean, if you're going to, like, go horror and do one of the best horror movies that Japan has to offer, you should be watching Battle Royale. I remember very clearly sitting on the floor of Anime Festival Orlando 3, looking at all the stuff I bought, Still in costume, because yes, I cosplayed back then. <laughs> nice. And same girl, same. We, we were in like the hotel room, and like one of the things that they used to do at anime conventions, it, they probably still do them. I haven't been to one in a while. Was that they would use the close a circuit TV station from the hotel? They would just play anime nonstop and movies. And Battle Royale happened to be the one that was playing <laughs> when we were, like, opening up all of our CDs and manga <laughs> to, like, read. I remember very clearly, like, all of us kind of, like, stopping and, like, <laughs> slowly everyone, like, focusing on the TV. But if you haven't watched Battle Royale, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix now. I it should be. So. It's so popular. It has to be. Basic rundown of the the movie is that... A group of high schoolers are taken to this guy's, like, island place for a field trip. But what they don't know is that it's a game that the guy has created where the last person standing wins. He puts colors on all the high school students and literally just riddles the place with different ways to kill a human being. And the kids have to just figure out because they can't leave. Because the collar is a bomb, and it can go off. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's not on Netflix. No, it's Why? not. Come on. This is like... It's, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. It's okay. like Prime, like, every like everybody should have been watching it. It's, it is gory, but, like, it's got some psychological stuff happening to it. It's just, you just sort of, like, sit there the entire time going, what the fuck? <laughs> Am I watching? Like, what is happening? Um, as, as someone who was into a uh, Hunger Games, Hunger Games, yeah, coming out, everyone was like, "Well, Battle Royale was like the OG." Battle Royale. I mean, like, I don't really like Hunger Games in general, but Battle Royale one hundred percent owns Hunger Games, and I'm pretty sure there's no way that she didn't take no, a lot it, of the thoughts, yeah, from them. Because even though I haven't seen Battle Royale, I I remember everyone missing it a lot and I read into it and I was like oh yeah that sounds way more intense than Hunger Games even tried to be oh yeah no no yeah, this is for like sure, for sure. it's messed up but yeah so if you're looking for more like horror like films like that there are a lot of like Filipino movies that I saw on Netflix if you listen to our older episodes on like the murder episode and then kind of like the like thriller and supernatural episodes. That's a lot of like where you can find some like dramas that are a little bit less. They're still horror, but they're attainable. Like bring it on ghosts. Yeah. Where, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, bring if you it up. Ghost was going to be my was going to be like my fallback. Like if I couldn't find something else to try, yeah. I was well, go for like, it. Here's the, the problem with like my uh, drama list is like you go into the tab for like this is what horror is per my drama list. So you have like bring it on ghosts and oh my ghostess and master son. You also have goblin. Yeah. These like really random things. Which some of those have scary aspects. Like the ghost in goblin is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's more like I don't know. It's like it, it had a scary moment. It wasn't <laughs> like I wouldn't call that horror. <laughs> yeah. Netflix like really likes to label action. And with a little bit of like psychological thriller horror, like, and they're mm-hmm. not horror. Like, I tried watching a couple of things, and I was like, the, I wouldn't consider this horror. I would just think this is just action, like fantasy. That gets a little weird. Like, there's a little weird line where like anything could be horror, but not really. Well, I feel like that applies to some zombie movies too. They're not really horror. They're more like paranormal action films or something mm-hmm. right like it's it's not scary or it's not gory it's just a thing that happens to be happening <laughs> like um, you know like master son i wouldn't say is horror but i, I can see how it could be if someone wanted to insist I on it people like getting scared of it and I feel like there are if, jump scares at the beginning. Yeah. If it's purposely scary, I feel like is it it would be horror. But like if it's just you're scared of it because it like there's an, an like a significance on the the drama, it's not horror. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? You could be scared of planes, but that doesn't mean that like <laughs> you know. Yeah, like it's a horror show for you, but not yeah. for else. <laughs> Or kind of like Korean Odyssey. I think that's an example of like... It's in horror. So yeah. I would think... No. I, I can see that. But like if I was if I was there tagging them, I'd be like, this is supernatural. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if, yeah. I had, if I had to pick which side to put it on, I would pick that one on supernatural. Yeah, I would think it was like fantasy supernatural. But yeah. there are ghosts. I get that. You know, yeah, but I've like, never found even don't... any of those ghosts super scary. Yeah. They were creepy, but they weren't scary. Like, oh. it wasn't, you know. Hotel de Luna. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. If the, I think the only thing that makes me want to say horror for Hotel de Luna is there is one specific room. Yes. Or guest or whatever you want to call it. One specific episode to me felt like horror everything else i could just put in the supernatural category pretty easily yeah. so like spellbound which is a movie that we talked about okay first year it to me that's supernatural horror yeah. i think in horror you can listen to our like first yeah. halloween yeah. episode i feel like um my shy boss when it started was kind of going for mm. a, like a, a mm. semi-horror vibe like it that was kind of that, like, that supernatural, scary, like, they were going for that, but it was, like, only half the time. So, like, every time, in the first four episodes, every time another character looks at him, it's like a scene from a horror film or a, like, yeah. I, I, you know, he's a serial killer Thing. like everything's darker suddenly and creepier and, like, the filters are weird and everything, but it 
freaked people out too much or something. They didn't like it. They thought it was too creepy and scary for prime time or something. So they changed it all. And that kind of made me sad because I'm always curious where they were planning on going with that. If it was going to be the whole show was going to be like half of it was going to be shot like it was a horror film and half of it was like And it was actually like Like, those parts that they did of that were actually quite clever because it would always make him seem like he's doing something like really sketchy and then it would just be like he has all of these knives and it was like oh geez but that's just like i just really love like cooking gourmet meals like (laughs) you know like chopping like making kimchi for everyone like and so it always just sort of was kind of a joke and i like i sort of like when they play with horror stuff like that well on that been another episode of the certified noon as your sisters in the love of asian entertainment thank you for listening to us and if you want to mix up where you're listening to us we are on spotify apple itunes we will soon be on google podcast because google play is not going to be a thing anymore so if you listen to us on google play keep that in mind we are on youtube we are on stitcher and podbean and of course all of our episodes can be listened to on our website www.certifiednunas.com If you would like to become an official sponsor of this podcast, you can go to ko-fi.com slash certifiednunas and become one of our coffee gang. Boop, 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 boop. We put all the stuff that gets cut out of the episodes and just little extras here and there for as a special thank you for all the people who support us and keep this show running as smoothly as it can. All right, we hope you have a great week and maybe try to cool down with some spine chingling horror in the weeks to come go check out some of the stuff if you thought that it sounded interesting and uh keep it spooky my dudes wear a mask bye bye, bye. bye.